Welcome back to another episode of Sundays with Jeff Miller. We made it to Sneaky Peak Thursday, week number five. And what a crazy week we have ahead of us as COVID continues to rear its ugly head in the world of the National Football League, which makes managing a team a little more complicated than other years. Let's just say that. Along with all the injuries that we're facing, um, it's a great opportunity to have a little extra fun that you might not have had uh, in the past. We'll take a look at tonight's matchup between Tampa Bay and Chicago, and then we're going to take a quick look at some players you may want to be looking at for your lineup for the weekend ahead. I also am going to break out today with our first bourbon review of the year. I promised that earlier on, and I think it's time. I just love this time of year. The leaves are changing colors. It's getting a little cooler outside, and there's nothing quite like a nice, smooth glass of bourbon to help you sit back and relax and enjoy a football game over the weekend. Remember, we are available on Spotify, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Breaker, Google Podcast, Instagram, Twitter, and Overcast. And you can also contact me through my email, which is sundayswithjeffmiller at gmail.com, S-O-N-D-A-Z-E, with jeffmiller at gmail.com. I would be more than glad to help you out with your roster and some of the things you may or may not be able to do to help improve your roster. And speaking of that, on one of my fantasy football leagues, I have lost uh, Michael Thomas. I have lost Chris Godwin. I have lost Austin Eckler. Yes, all on the same team. But I am, I am right at the bottom of the barrel, 0-4, never been in this position in my life. However, I am having a lot of fun with my team. Now, that might sound a little crazy, but it really has given me the opportunity to deep dive into doing some things that in the past I haven't been really crazy about and in the past that I really haven't done much of. But this year, I just made a trade, and I'm really kind of excited about it. Um, Sometimes you have to give up assets to get assets, right? Well, my bench is lacking some depth with the injuries that I've had, and I really want to continue to hold on to both Godwin and Thomas. However, I did package Eckler this weekend uh, along with Kyler Murray and Julian Edelman, and I sent them on their way. And in return, I picked up Jared Goff, Robbie Anderson, and James Robinson. Now, the key for me was picking up James Robinson and Robbie Anderson. I mean, I'm getting two guys that I desperately need to have to be able to put in my roster. And I believe that I can make up the points that I would have lost with Kyler Murray. I think he's a great player. I really worked at thinking about keeping him for next year. But you know what? I'm playing fantasy football this year. So guess what? I made the move. And there are people in the league that are like, what? I can't wait four to six weeks for Eckler to come back. I've already waited enough 
for some of the other players, which I will get into a little bit more as we progress. However, to make it fun, that's what I chose to do. And I am in the process of putting together another trade that I am looking to make, which I will share with you maybe on Saturday's podcast of Put Me In Coach, if I'm successful doing it, but to try to hopefully solidify my roster just a little bit more. But anyway, I'm going to try to turn this thing around at 04 and see if I can sneak into the playoffs. Who knows? We don't know, right? But I'm, I'm going to continue to have fun with it, and that's the most important thing. Um, taking a look at the Tampa Bay versus Chicago game tonight, First, we're going to take a look at Tampa Bay. We know that Godwin is out for this game. There has been some questions about Mike Evans and Scotty Miller, whether or not they're going to play. They are going to play. They're both going to play. Um, Howard is out for the season. He's on IR. Um, Does this hurt Tampa Bay or not? I don't think so, because I have been a huge fan of Cameron Brait and I think that if you watch two to three weeks down the road, Cameron Bray will be rostered in almost every league. Um, I think he's going to benefit from it, and uh, I would keep an eye out on him as things progress. So there's a little help from me looking down the road. But uh, looking into tonight's game, we've got Tom Brady at quarterback for Tampa Bay. The last two weeks, he's put up over 700 yards and eight TDs playing against a Bears defense who has given up the second fewest points to quarterbacks on the season. So wouldn't be real excited if I'm looking at Tom Brady as my starter this week or even an alternate to someone else like a Josh Allen or something like that, which puts you in a really sticky situation because Allen and Buffalo uh, may not be playing this week versus Tennessee. As a matter of fact, I think it's highly unlikely that they will play. And I'm not sure how the NFL is going to handle that, but I'm going to recommend that maybe uh, you take that IR position and grab somebody else. Tom Brady, not really recommended as a great start uh, this evening versus Chicago. At running back, Ronald Jones saw 64% of the snaps last week. He had 20 carries, 111 yards, 5.6 yards per carry, He caught six passes for 17 yards, which isn't really a great number, but the fact that he caught six passes is a great number, was targeted nine times. Things may be changing a little bit there. Fournette still injured. Ronald Jones may be the best play and option you have tonight on the Tampa Bay side of the ball. Uh, The Bears are kind of in the middle of the road type team versus the run, Um, but the last two weeks, they're giving up an average of 125 yards, and they gave up a T, two TDs, which is a TD each week. So possibly Ronald Jones right there will be a good value start tonight if you need a W or a RB2 or RB3 in your lineup. I would take a really good look at him. Mike Evans, uh, last week his snap count was down. He's at, you know, He played 72% of the snaps. More productive than the week before in the area of targets. He had eight, caught seven passes, 122 yards and a touchdown. Really good day for Mike Evans. He's going to play, but the Bears defense has given up zero TDs on the year to wide receivers. This could be the night that uh, Mike Evans at least snaps that break, although I don't look for it to be a huge night. 
I look for this to be a very low-scoring game uh, versus Tampa Bay and Chicago. For Chicago, Nick Foles, unless you are absolutely desperate, you should not be playing him this week. Um, yeah, Tampa Bay's defense has been really tough on quarterbacks. Fourth fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks this year. David Montgomery at running back for the Bears, 86% snap rate. Now, you only 10.7 fantasy points, only 2.7 yards per carry last week. This is a tough choice. If you're in a situation where you need an RB2 or RB3, you might play him just like Ronald Jones. Um, but that 86% snap rate is unheard of. And he did catch like three passes last week for 30 yards. So maybe, maybe he produces a little more tonight in the passing game than in the past. A must play for your team. Allen Robinson, the last two weeks with Nick Foles under center, 23 targets, 17 catches, 224 yards, two TDs, and he is playing at an 84% snap rate, which is just fantastic. So keep that in mind. I'm going to come back in just a moment. We're going to take a look at some more information for the week, some of those sneaky peeks, and uh, we're going to talk a little bourbon. I'll be right back. Yay! Okay, so here we go with Sneaky Peak Thursday continued. Uh, once again, we're going to talk a little bit about that Buffalo-Tennessee matchup this week as some more players from Tennessee tested positive. Uh, it looks like that game will be postponed. Um, there have been rumors uh, throughout the NFL that possibly there is a, four to, a forfeit situation that could arise. Um, the other is that they may add an extra week to the end of the season to play some of these games that didn't get played. I think that's more likely this scenario. I don't think you can require a team to forfeit a game in the NFL. That just does not sound right. Um, I know uh, fantasy football fans would not be a fan of that, uh, but Tennessee hopefully can get that situation straightened out so they can get back to playing football. Um, so if you're looking to, say, fill in for a Josh Allen this week or a Ryan Tannehill, quarterbacks that might be available, Teddy Bridgewater, uh, Carolina's going to play Atlanta, and the Falcons' defense has given up the most points to quarterbacks this year, 33 points a game. And last week, Teddy Bridgewater versus Arizona had his best game of the year, 31 points. And to be honest with you, Carolina has been somewhat of a surprise I think in the circle of fantasy football, they've had some pretty productive players and also their defense has played better than I think most people think it would. And the part that surprises me the most is the back end. Um, they're really doing well against the pass. So there's an interesting team right there. They seem to play very steady competently moving the ball down the field, using the clock, and Teddy Bridgewater might be a really sneaky play this week versus Atlanta. Another one that was picked up prominently this week, I've seen a lot of action on this guy, uh, Justin Herbert for the LA Chargers. Last week versus Tampa, De Tampa Bay, he put up 30 points. Tampa Bay's defense is pretty good, people. That's a pretty good defense, and for him, as a rookie, to put up 30 fantasy points, somebody you should be 
looking to pick up and put on your roster. He has a really easy schedule coming up. Um, I didn't write him down today, but take a look at his next three or four games. Some pretty favorable matchups there for Justin Herbert. Might want to snatch him if he hasn't been picked up. Um, the New Orleans defense the last two weeks, just to give you a, a heads up, uh, they have given up 29 points to Matt Stafford, and then the week before that, Aaron Rodgers put 31 on him. So there you go. Justin Herbert, L.A. Chargers versus uh, New Orleans this week would be a player that you might want to pick up and put in on your roster. Now, here's one you're all going to laugh at. I know you're going to laugh at this one. But if ever there was a week that the fantasy gods might shine down on this young man, this is the week. Daniel Jones, the New York Giants. <laughs> That's right. I can't believe I'm even recommending this, but I am. And I'm not recommending it because of him. I'm actually recommending it because of who they're playing. And that is the Dallas defense. I mean, they've given up 126 points the last three games. 508 yards to the Cleveland Browns. And here is the biggest point. Jason Garrett is the offensive coordinator for the New York Giants, right? So... Probably going to want to do a little payback here if he can. So I think that Daniel Jones is going to be throwing 45 to 50 passes this week. Who knows? Maybe he gets lucky. couple touchdowns. He's got some good receivers. Golden Tate's good. Darius Slayton's good. Evan Ingram's been playing pretty good. Uh, there you go. Take a shot if you're desperate. If you're really desperate, there's one of my choices. I know you're laughing. Stop laughing. Okay. Running backs this week, um, I think this guy's been a starter for most teams. I know he was drafted really high. Uh, I have him in one league. Kenyon Drake, he is going to play the New York Jets. If he does not score some points this week, get rid of him. Trade him for, I don't know, Daniel Jones. I don't know. You might just want to get rid of him. But this is the week that if Kenyon Drake is going to break out, he has to do it. New York Jets giving up the eighth most fantasy points to running backs this year. And I just want to say, think Mixon. Last week, think Mixon. Mixon was on everybody's cell radar, right? And, I, and if you made that play and you were able to pick him up and put him in your roster, you were rewarded very handsomely mm -hmm. with his 42-point performance. Think Mixon. Kenyon Drake. Get him in your lineup this week. Uh, the other one is uh, Carolina's Mike Davis, who's going to be playing against Atlanta. Back-to-back 22-point -back games for him. 11th most fantasy points. Uh, two running backs. Atlanta's defense. Put him in. Make sure he's playing. He will help your fantasy football team to victory. In the wide receivers, I'm going to take a look at a couple. I think CeeDee Lamb's been playing quite a bit, but just in case you're on the fence with him, which you shouldn't be, but you probably, there are some people who are uh, not playing him every week. This is a good week. New York Giants, uh, he is one of three players with five receptions and over 50 yards in every game this season. Did you know that? I couldn't believe that when I read that earlier today. So there you go. C.D. Lamb, get him in your lineup. And then opposites, uh, Minnesota, uh, Justin Jefferson, 
versus Seattle. Another rookie, right? That's that's on the opposite side there. Justin Jefferson, uh, wide receiver. How would you like to have those two guys on your same on the same team in the NFL? That would be pretty neat, wouldn't it? Justin Jefferson last two weeks, eleven catches, fourteen targets, two hundred seventy-eight yards, one tw- one TD. 23 fantasy points per game last two weeks going against Seattle's defense who has allowed seven receivers to get 100 yards, over 100 yards this year. And they have allowed 10 receivers to score at least 10 fantasy points. Even though Justin Jefferson is number two receiver in Minnesota, which is not a big throwing team, they are going to throw the football this week. He will have at least one or two big plays in that game, I believe. Another play, Justin Jefferson, Minnesota Vikings play him versus Seattle. A little more help in the wide receiver category. So we talked a few minutes earlier. I talked a little bit about Michael Thomas. He is going to be playing the L.A. Chargers. Um, I'm going to give you three reasons why you shouldn't play him this week. Number one, it's a Monday night game. Number two, New Orleans goes on a bye in week six. Mm -hmm. See where I'm going? And number three, if he plays, and it's an if, which I don't really think he will play. I don't really see the reason for him to play with a bye week being next week. If he plays, he's going to be on a very limited snap count. Probably similar to like Debo Samuel last week. And, you know, honestly, he played 33% of the stats. He had like three catches. You know, that that's not going to be enough. Michael Thomas is a WR1 when he's healthy. Give it another week. Give it two more weeks. You've waited this long. Bringing back week seven is a healthy Michael Thomas and get him in your lineup. So that's my recommendation for wide receivers. Tight ends. The guy I would be playing this week, if you haven't been playing him, or if you can possibly target him as a trade, for a trade, uh, Evan Ingram versus Dallas. And last week, or last year, versus Dallas, he had 17 catches in the two games on 22 targets, 164 yards, one TD. He is going to be prominent in this game for Daniel Jones. So there you go. There's a tight end you can either pick up in a trade or if he's on your roster, getting him in with confidence this week. And there's not very many more opportunities left where we can say that. The other guy is the LA Rams, Tyler Higby versus Washington. And Washington's defense has allowed five touchdowns to tight ends this year. That is the second most in the NFL. So, you might get another one of those big upticks with Tyler Higby this week because Jared Goff's going to be looking his way. Five TDs. There you go. Get him in your lineup, playing with confidence, and hopefully he'll help your fantasy football team succeed. And who knows? Maybe you'll get a win on that. I'll be right back, and I'll talk some bourbon in just a moment. So let's get back to this and talk a little fall bourbon. How's that? Um, one of my favorite little things to do. We've made a few trips 
uh, to the Kentucky area and did some of the tours, which I highly recommend this time of year. It's just a nice little weekend getaway that you can do and enjoy and learn a little bit about bourbon. And one of my favorites, and actually it is probably my favorite bourbon. I shouldn't say one of my favorites. I think it really is my favorite. Basil Hayden's. Um, it is a bourbon whiskey. It is made by Beam Suntory. Uh, it is produced in Kentucky. It was founded in 1992 by Meredith Basil Hayden. It's a 40% alcohol and 80 proof bourbon. And the thing that makes it just a little different to me is it has a little bit of rye, a little more rye than most bourbons have. Not a lot, not crazy, because they also make a Basil Hayden's rye. But it just adds enough to it to be to be bold enough, but yet really smooth. And if you're if you're kind of new into the bourbon market and just getting started in that area and wanting to have uh, try some bourbons, that's one I would recommend. It's really smooth, uh, just a touch a touch of water with it or a ice cube just to chill it. And once it blends in, it's really smooth, real nice uh, drink. Um, it is in the family with Knob Creek, Booker's, and Baker's. Like I said, uh, Meredith Basil Hayden, it was the original producer of Basil Hayden's. And then his grandson, Raymond Hayden, uh, he, he founded a distillery in Nelson County. And his big one, which I think this is really cool, his label uh, that he produced was Old Granddad in honor of his grandfather, Meredith. So there you go. That's kind of cool, right? I mean, I think that's neat. And the reason I think it's neat is because I am a grandfather and uh, my grandkids call me Pop-Pop. So maybe down the road someday, one of my grandkids will have a bourbon and it'll be out there and it'll be called Pop-Pops. I don't know. But anyway, that's my first ball, ball, fall bourbon review for you the, this year. And I'm going to talk about some other ones down the road. But I recommend that you uh, give yourself an opportunity to try some. It's kind of fun. And this is a great time of year to do that. So enjoy. Remember this weekend to play nice. Love your neighbor. And we'll talk later. Bye.